Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Gym's Cast with your host Joel Kleber and this is episode number 20, but episode 19 of the Facebook Live weekly hashtag Ask Gym Sessions. And we had a really special guest on this show and we actually had Jim's wife. Uh, they've been together for a long, long time and uh, Jim always refers to his wife as the best business decision he ever made. So we thought, why not? Every show he talks totally off his wife and, and for great reason, they have a great relationship and we thought... Uh, we get her on. Um, it also helps people understand a bit more about Jim and about his personal life. And obviously, he's a family man, and Jim's is a, truly a family business. And they talk a bit more about it, and just shows you it's just like a normal husband and wife relationship. There's there's agreements, and there might be some disagreements, etc. And I thought it was a really really nice organic episode. And we also had some really great questions from the people on the live stream as well. And Lee had some great business advice as well because Lee and Jim, when you listen to this episode, you'll realize they're really different, are probably two different people in terms of their business ideologies. We really do appreciate Lee for taking the time to do this. And if you want to watch the actual video replay, you can head to the YouTube channel or the Facebook page and click on the live videos tabs and they'll all be in there. You can also head to the gyms.net website and there'll be a tab there for the gyms cast and you can listen there and you can find out more information about the live sessions as well. Uh, just letting you know what's happening in gyms this week. We are going to start doing video versions of a dedicated podcast with Jim and uh, some other people as we get more involved into it. And we just thought this would be better because we can start elaborating on topics that Jim's really passionate about and just have, give him a forum to talk openly and passionately about it. Might go for 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Could be most likely just be on a general topic. So, for example, Jim has a massive passion into science, into his research and stuff, which people don't realize much about. So he does touch on it a little bit in the live shows, but we wanted to really just go right into detail about it and tell you everything that's happening with it. So, uh, well, if you anything you want actually Jim to talk about specific by way of topics, please uh, send us a message through the Jim's group Facebook page or Instagram or Twitter, and uh, we'll give it to Jim for his consideration. And we'll try and release one clip of those a week, but I think it'll be nice and different content and it'll be allowed Jim to really elaborate on multiple things that he's passionate about. Whereas the live sessions, which are great, but because we want to get to so many questions that the answers might be a bit shorter than otherwise allows us to really uh, go into depth and Jim to go into depth and provide a more uh, comprehensive answer. So thank you for listening. And uh, if you've got any feedback or thoughts, you can always DM our pages and we'll, we'll take them on, on board. And uh, we appreciate anyone who's giving us ratings and liking our content, etc. on the socials. We really do appreciate it. So enjoy the show. And until next week, have a good one. Welcome everyone to another round of hashtag Ask Jim Live Q&A with your host, Joel. And obviously we're here with the man himself, Jim. And our very special guest tonight is Lee Penman, who is Jim's lovely wife. How are you, Lee? Thanks for agreeing to do this. I know you're a bit nervous, but um, you'll be fine and yeah. as the questions come. She, she flat out said no when I asked her, but, but she, she gave into persuasion eventually. But Lee, Lee's a really successful business lady in her own right, and she runs multiple successful businesses. And also the Foothills Comment Centre here, which is a great facility. So anyone who comes to do training or prospective franchisees, they stay on site. That, that unit is run by Lee, and also there's a factory, there's other commercial prop, property developments she's and stuff. Building company. Build, she, she building company as well. She's that very successfully. Yeah, so there's lots of lots of different uh, stuff that Lee's involved in, so Lee's a great business lady as well. So if you've got any questions for Lee and for Jim, please leave them in the comments and we'll get there. There's already 55 people tuning in, so we welcome to those guys. As always, with cross-posting, what happens with cross-posting is we can only see... Uh, questions and comments left on the Jim's group feed. So make sure you head to the Jim's group section and leave them in there. Give us a like, a share, or a question for Jim and Lee, and I'll be able to see them. If you're watching via the other pages, we welcome you. And I know we're on like various pages like Test and Tag, Pool Care, Cleaning, Pest Control, Mowing, etc. So welcome to anyone watching via those pages. However, head to the Jim's group head office page, leave your question, comment, or give us a like in there, and that way we'll be able to see it. So I'll just go through a bit of housekeeping first while people start joining us. So 
Make sure you follow Jim. Jim has his own social accounts now, and his handle is at the Jim Penman, and that's with YouTube. Uh, sorry, not with YouTube. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And there was a really good interview done with Jim via the Founder channel. Now, Founder's got around 1.6 million followers on Instagram, so there was a photo of Jim on that, and also the YouTube video at the moment's already got 3,000 views. It's already been up for a couple of days. So if you search Jim Penman and Founder, that will come up. That's a really good watch. That's a bit different. And also letting everyone know there's a Jim's Group Information Night, which Jim will be attending to, which is Monday the 17th at Crown Casino in Perth. So if you want to actually meet Jim, you can actually go along there. More details are in the Jim's group page about that in the events section. Um, it's a great opportunity because I know Jim doesn't travel interstate too much. I hate travel. Hate travel. And you'll also be at the BDA Franchise Finance Australia WA State Franchising Conference, which is the next day on the Tuesday, which is in Perth as well. So for more, Jim is actually the keynote speaker for that. So he's the first up speaker at 9 in the morning. So if you really want to go to that, go to the uh, bdaonline.com.au or the events are listed in the Jim's group page. However, if you are in WA and Perth and want to see Jim on the 17th or the 18th, head to the events section in our page and all the details in there and I'm sure Jim will love to see anyone there. And even if you're not interested, we hope you are interested in buying a franchise, but if you're interested in Jim and his story, just head along there. It'd be great to have a chat and Jim will be answering any questions in person that you have. Just another thing as well, Men's Health Week is this week. So we're going to do a couple more posts probably from tomorrow onwards, but from the 10th to the 16th, uh, it's very important for all the blokes to look after their health. I gave, I've given Jim some stats here about men and uh, via some information guides. And you know, obviously, three and four suicides a male, 93% of workplace deaths a male, two and three preventable deaths a men, and four times more likely for heart disease and other preventative stuff. So make sure, blokes, you get your checks. This is a great week to hear about it. You're going to be on. It's going to be on TV and everywhere. So make sure you get along and have a check if needed. And also, three, uh, three signed books are on offer tonight. So we have the Every Customer a Fan book. We have Jim's book. Yep, that, that's his question. That's my favourite question. Yep. Gets this one. And Lee will be also awarding one tonight. So there'll be three books on offer tonight. And this is audio, audio book via the uh, Jim's.net website. And we make sure uh, we announce the winners at the end of the show. So hang around at the end of the show and Jim will sign the books there for you on live on this one. So... Just before we get into the questions, I just want to talk about a couple more things. So hashtag Jim's Logo Comp. As always, we go through a couple of them. So make sure you head to jims.net. There is the logo generator there. And have fun with that logo. Cobloaf's still winning it. Cobloaf's at 5,000 likes, 20,000 comments, and 1.1 thousand shares on social media. That is absolutely smashing it. However, there's 20 runner-up prizes as well. So you never know. You might win the major prize if you can somehow get some Facebook page with a you know, million likes to share a, a Jim's uh, post. That would be the way to go. Um, so we're going to run through a few now, which have been submitted during the week. So this one's quite interesting. So I don't know if you can see there, but this is Jim's. Then there's a bunch of Morse code there. I don't know, back in school, did they teach you how to read Morse code at all? No, not, I'm not that old. Do you, want to, do you want to have a guess of what that translates to? Jim's something, I guess. It's yep. always Jim's something. It says, Jim's Morse code. Congratulations for translating, mate. Oh, I got the first part. Yeah, right? you know, got the first one right, so you're done well there. So that's a really good one. Thanks for that for submission. Now, this one here, can you guess what that one is? Underpants. Close, close. Yep. So, what else do they, they look like, you reckon? Bathers. Close. Keep going. One more. What else could it be? Shorts. Shorts. So, gym shorts. Gym shorts. So, shorts. trying to be a bit, bit clever there, but that's a really good one. And the last one he will run with is the Simpsons character. I don't know, one of the bullies on the Simpsons. Jimbo's mowing. Jimbo Jones. So Jimbo's mowing. Uh, hopefully he doesn't give you a wedgie when you come around and get your regular uh, service from him. So head to jims.net, logo comp. That is still going. Um, 21 prizes to be won. Open 
closes end of June 30, so make sure you get there and give it a crack. Now, the last thing we're going to mention before we get into the questions is, I'll just show you this photo here. You can probably see it a lot better on the screen. This was submitted to us during uh, last week. And this is from the Amari Community Ata Development... Atari. At I said Atari, sorry. sorry. No, it oh, says it is, Amari. It is Amari. Amari. It so is Amari. Amari. Sorry, I got that right. That's all right. Amari. Atari, is the, Atari is the video game. Atari is the video so. game, yes. Am Amari is the is Correct. school in Uganda. Correct. Okay. One Keep them separate. They're completely separate. One separate. <laughs> One letter off. But amari.org.au, and that is Amari Community Development Organisation. And Amari was established in 2008 to help relieve the effects of poverty in developing nations through education, development, and welfare. This is a couple of young young gentlemen over in Uganda. So this is the farest, I don't know, this is one of the most exotic places we've probably had a Jim's shirt appear. Jim's handyman. Jim's handyman. So yeah. any Jim's franchisees or anyone in the Jim's family who goes overseas, I don't know, maybe Mount Everest or something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Mount Everest. Try not to be a corpse if you go yeah. Mount Everest. It doesn't look good on the logo. Doesn't, doesn't look good. But try, try and uh, maybe, if you're overseas, take a picture of yourself. And some there's, gyms a whole, there's a whole mob of our people from our church over the, in um, Uganda uh, really? this, this week, actually, right. just helping out, they're building things and... Slashing blocks and doing all kinds. Oh, of Oh, really? Stuff. Is yeah. that for like schools or is that just for community development? No, this, this is this is for Amari. This is for the Amari project. All right. They go over there every year and they do all this work to, to get this place developed. This school. Okay, that's cool. All right, so we got sixty seven people now watching, which is great. We welcome you there. So don't be shy tonight. Leave us a like, comment, or question. We we'll get to as many as we can in there. And I'll just go through a few shout outs here. So Melka Melka Rifle joining. John, thanks for joining again. Sal, John, use in there. G, James, how everyone is doing. Good evening, Jason. St. Caleb's back again. Sharon Connell. Hi, Sharon. Sharon says hi to you as well, Lee. And Sharon, hi, Sharon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Sharon's on, Sharon's on next, next week. week. Sharon next Connell's week. on next week. So that'd be a really good one. I think 130 franchises in 18 months she, she is sold. She so. is the most successful franchisor in gyms of all time by far. She's an absolutely amazing lady. And that's next. that would be next Tuesday. Next we make, Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Yeah, next Tuesday at 7 with the live audience. So that would be a cool in one to tune At our training. Yeah. That's it. So David McDonald says, Jolly, we're out of uniform. Yes, I am. Uh, Graham Moore. Yeah, <laughs> if says, you're a franchisee, I'd, I'd register a complaint against you, John. Yeah, I'd be getting a text message and I'm a franchisee. will be following them up true. and all that sort of stuff. That's true. Yeah, so I'll get some questions here. But guys, don't be shy. Leave a question, comment, or anything in there. For Jim or for Lee, um, make it a bit different. You know, Not only about business, it can be about you know how Jim and Lee met, maybe. I'm sure you've heard that before. Or anything a bit, I don't know. I'm sure Lee's got some embarrassing stuff. I don't know. <laughs> You might want to ask, but just put him in there and we'll try and get to it. How you can be successful in business and also raise four great children. So this is, this is, you want to know how to do it. You'd be a wonderful wife. You're not supposed to ask questions. <laughs> but put them in there, guys, and make sure they're in the Gyms Group page as I can see them in real time. If they're on the other pages, I can't see them, but we hopefully put them in there. All right, so let's get to some questions that were left last week that we didn't get to. So what I'll do is, from Jason Travis, he submitted, Hi, Jim, what is your favourite plant and favourite tree? It's more of a mowing-related question for that one. I love, I love food-producing trees, actually. I like things like walnuts and, and figs. We've got a beautiful fig on our farm, fig tree on our farm. We've got magnificent figs. I'm going to try and get a whole lot more done. So I think if I had to name a favourite tree, it would be one of my fig trees. Okay. What about you, Lee? Do you have any favourite sort of... Plants, plants, or anything like not, that. Not, not Australian natives. She doesn't yeah, like them. They're very boring you and ugly. You know me very well. Yes. I love roses. Roses. <laughs> yeah. Jim hates it. Horrible, horrible, prickly things. <laughs> Do you buy roses or not? You won't buy them. No, she's got them. I will. I, I bought them. Yeah, yeah. she's got them. Mm, I got them. We've got, we've got, got a, a rose in garden in front of our house. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. So last one from Jean Stone last week. This would be one for you as well, Lee was how do you recognise when you make a mistake, Jim? I feel as though I'm slow to respond to a changing environment at times. 
Jane's from the bookkeeping uh, division. Yes. Well, I make a mistake because my wife tells me mostly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I didn't know I make mistakes all the time. I tend, I tend to rush into things and just, just get so emotional and bound up with something that I really want to do it. And I do so many different things and they don't all work out. Yeah. Gene's question is how do you recognise when you make it up? So maybe if you've started a venture, how do you recognise, okay, maybe I shouldn't have done that during it? Because sometimes it's hard to step outside what you're doing at the time. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say really. You, you, you try something and you just got to watch it and it doesn't work right at the beginning. You try and change it and change it and sometimes you just got to... Re- like we had a trade exchange running um, for a while. Um, which, which Lee was a lot older than me to, to figure it wasn't a good idea, but part of the idea of it was we thought that technology would allow people to be encouraged to trade. It's like mm. a trade exchange is a business that swaps goods and services between um, businesses. And it was supposed to be set up in a way that would the trading would be done automatically, that the, the software would help people to trade, and we found it didn't. So it took me too long to recognise it just wasn't... The basic concept wasn't working very well. Okay. So what about you, Lee? What about when you do a business, when you make a mistake, how, how do you recognise it? Do you analyse it by numbers or is it well, something... Well, the figure will tell the you. The figures, yeah. Yeah, you go by the figure and the figure will tell you. Um, but I guess making mistakes is just part of the process. Um, if you don't make mistakes, you may as well not do anything, you know. So it's just part of the process. Because if, you, if you're trying new things... And not everything you try works out. That's right. If you did the same thing all the time, well, except that the market can move on, you're not going to make so many mistakes, but you're not going to grow and you're not going to learn. And her second part of her question, she goes, she feels as though she's slow to respond to a changing environment at times. I don't know if that's more of a tech question or a business question, but obviously the technology has changed a lot from when you started to now. How did you find, was it something you just you had a natural learning towards? or? I think the most important thing for me is to be in touch with as many people as possible. So I, I, I mean, I'm famously easy to reach. My franchisees have my phone number. They have my email address. Um, even members of the public can get onto me if they've got a complaint. It doesn't get fixed the first time they come to me. Mm. And then people can email me very easily. You know, Jim at Jim Stein, members of the public can just email me with anything. So, and it's kind of helpful for franchisees to be able to get help. But it's also very helpful to me to know what's going on. Like I had a suggestion just yesterday, one of my franchisors actually was writing in, he was sort of complaining about the complaint system. And and he was suggesting there was a way of doing it so that a complaint could be tentative first. And then after a couple of days, if it's, you know, then it becomes permanent. So it's just as a way of of encouraging people to look at the complaint and see if it, it is valid. So this was just something you came up with yesterday in an email. And I thought that was so good, an idea. This is Paul King by the way, the mowing franchise, or if anybody knows that. And so I just, I just emailed Liv and said, um, what about this? What can we do? So this morning we sat down and we are working out we're in the, in the schedule to go for IT. So you changed by listening to a lot of people, so you encourage feedback and then you've, that's how you keep yeah. your, your foot on the, your finger on the pulse. The biggest mistake I find a lot of people do is they don't, they don't listen to other people. They, they, they know what they want to do and they don't listen to feedback. And... I think you've always got to listen to everybody, and no matter how much you know and how, I don't know, almost how unknown somebody is, you've really got to listen to them and sort of say, okay, is their idea sensible? And is my ego getting in the way of changing my, my way of doing things? Well, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good point you make. I'm going to touch on that a little bit more, even though it's not a question. How do you find that? Because obviously, 
it, it's like with your position, you're such a well-known entrepreneur in that, and you people would think objectively you have that big ego. But knowing you, you probably you don't. You're probably the last person who has that. I know other people like Hader and Sharon and that they're very successful in their own right. And the last thing you can tell when you meet them is they have no ego at all, and they'll take advice yeah. from a eighteen-year-old from whoever it is for the uh, good advice. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had one of my best ideas from a franchisee who'd been in the business like four weeks, yeah. and he, he had this this idea of of, of using. It's shame, actually. We've referred to him before, yeah. but using the um, trying to respond fast as a game, yeah. putting the clients as a game, and he's talking about his incredible conversion rate. And I never thought of that before, but it's something I've shared with a lot of people since then. Yeah. And what about you, Lee? With your because you've obviously taken a lot of businesses where you've start, you've had to learn from day to day zero. So how did you go about get, getting into new fields where you had no probably um, background? I in? guess no matter what happens, I think the core business remains the same. Um, for example, if you are in service industry, your service is your product, mm. so you have to always make it good. And for example, for foothills, we're very, very heavy on customer feedback, because that's the that's the thing you can check whether you are doing well or not. We usually have a weekly meeting, so the major subject is about okay, what happens last week. You know the feedback from the customers, so that's the big. Subject. So you do a weekly meeting on the customer feedback, right? Yeah, we yeah. we have feedback, or whatever you do. Uh, suppose Jim's dog wash trailer. Yeah. The product has to be good. Yeah. So when the product is good, it meets people's need. You don't have to advertise. Yeah. You know, so focus on your core business. That is whatever service, product, whatever you make it good. Yeah. You know, constantly improve it, get feedback from people. And improve it. But you're constantly changing it based on the feedback you Absolutely. receive. Absolutely, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I have no idea how to run a conference center yeah. or a dog wash, you know, factory. Yeah. But I got good people to help me, obviously. Yeah. Malcolm yeah. Rinderberg, he's a, a you know expert yeah. in cars, any kind of cars, trailers. Cool. So I got good people to help me. And that's um, Bayswater Custom Trailers. If people can't see them online, they'll be able to find that. Cool. Yeah. All right, I'll run through. There's a lot of people watching, which is great. Welcome to everyone. And if you're watching, as I always say, we're cross-posting, so head to the Jim's group page and leave your comment or question there as we were to see that in real time. I'll just run through some other. We've got Jake scanning. Jake Cronin, our wonderful producer, is scanning the other pages, so he's just filtered me a lot of shout-outs and stuff here. So I'll just go through them right now. So Thomas Jacobs tuned in, so hi, Thomas. Alana and Lana and Ron Sadowski, they're always watching, so thank you to Ron and Alana. Now, there's a lot of people from Dogwash tuning in, which is great. So we've got Robin Mansell, Kim McGavick, Sharon Connell's there. Naomi Lishki. We want you guys back next week especially. Stacey Forbes, Lorna Riley. Uh, I've got a question there. And Belinda Hadley's tuning up there from North Queensland. So and um, we got one here. So we've got some questions. So I'll go. Lorna Riley's gone. Have you tried a Jim's mobile barber and hairdresser before? <laughs> we had a Jim's um, hairdresser before. Well, no, we actually tried a one called Marie. We used a different yeah. brand and it was it was hopeless. We thought that Jim's was a bad brand for hairdressing, but it it didn't work. So we, we'd, we'd do it again if we had the right person. Yeah, it depends on really heavily... It's actually, it'd, actually, it'd actually be a good one. It'd be a good one. Yeah. If you know anybody who's, who'd like to run it, who's got a successful business in that area, preferably with a few people employed, um, but who's been going well, we'd love to talk to them. Yeah, but with people, you won't need it, obviously, because you do your own... I think, do you do your own hair still? You don't do your own hair? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's, I, he's not allowed. I, 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 he's not allowed I, to. I, do I, right. I can't. I was allowed to, but yeah. my taste is you would, I wouldn't cut it too short. I like. I like to have a long hair. 
He's telling us the story last week when you're back in your uni days and you're just there pulling it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, it was shocking. Yeah. And when she yeah. first met me, she said I had the worst haircut of anybody she'd ever <laughs> met. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had chunks true. out of her hair. <laughs> so there we go. So if anyone interested, definitely get onto us. So, but that was actually a good impression because the thing, reason she didn't want to meet me is because she heard I was a businessman and businessmen are always into appearance and looking good and wearing expensive you're clothes. And, and I was completely the opposite <laughs> of any idea she ever had. So that was reassuring, wasn't it? Yes. Even the worst haircuts and sometimes can sometimes work there we go that's a good one so if you're interested in it let us know um so kane kane on the on the live feed's gone jim what is your next business branch for jim so i guess what's the next service that's coming out do we know that the next one that goes live i know jim's constructions is jim construction started or it's soon um i think it started started we've got jim's home fresh that's just started jim's home fresh which should be um, home delivery of really nice organic produce to your home they're, they're really a bunch of good blokes and they've been in business for like three generations yeah. or four generations so that's gonna be good and some of the new ones like batteries and mobile mechanics is going very well batteries batteries i tell you what the guy on batteries the franchisees do really well they got a lot of good reviews on facebook so batteries is doing a great job mobile tires as well jim's yeah. mobile mechanics is i had, I had a guy today actually approached me just with an email and he was um he's got a business that's like fixing the the the, the cloth part of cars interiors right which I thought okay. would be fantastic because yep. it would fit in with the car cleaning guys. But I said also, do you know anybody who's in the dint removal business? Oh, yeah. Because if we had car cleaning and dint removal and this fabric repair type of yes. thing, that would be a, a beautiful three-way approach to clients and we could do everything for them. Yeah, that would be great. That was just shop. today, actually. So I introduced him to, to John, our, who manages new divisions, and, and hopefully something comes of it. Okay, cool. So David McDonald's gone here with the surveys. Why are people not asked if we rang on time, turned up in uniform, or showed up on time? Question mark. So David McDonald's a franchisee. Um, we do that, but only when it's an email survey. For the SMS, you simply get asked for the star rating plus comment, because it's just we just found that's the way to get the maximum people to respond. Yeah. So you've gone here with a question. He's gone. He's gone. Hashtag Astley. What do you think of Jim's fascination with science and history? I haven't asked that before. That's a good question. Well, that's his passion. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's too much to talk about. I don't know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe is there something? Yeah. So, what? Yeah, we'll go a little bit into it because it's something that Jim's obviously very passionate about. So. Yeah. Yeah. Was there something what he was, he knew about when you first met him? Is that something that you knew from the get go? Yeah, pretty much at the beginning. Yeah. I know what he's. Um, you know, um, he's got his research going, and it's just a sort of big chunk of his uh, life goal, you know. Um, I, I think it's a meaningful thing for him to do, you know, like we go to church, everybody has a calling, and this is Jim's calling. I think it's a really good thing to do, so I support him 100%. So, so was the, with the biohistory book, was that back 14 years ago, was that what you were developing at the time, Jim, or...? Yeah, you started from your yeah. Yeah. university, yeah, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot of the science, we, we, I've, I've been funding a research program, and that's actually a lot of the findings that got into that book. Yeah. In fact, I, the idea I developed as a PhD student um, back in the 70s, early 80s, and then I've done more reading since then, mostly on primatology, like monkeys and apes and so forth. Yeah. And then in recent years, we've had the results from the, from the scientific research, which we've put into there, which made a lot of sense of many things too. Okay, that's a good answer. So Haydar's tuned in, so Haydar, Haydar, Haydar. So I'll just run down here. Okay, so David McDonald's gone with the follow-up. So you're SMSing surveys. I did not know this. Mm. So we do send a, it's just an SMS with a star rating, one, one, or one, two, three, four, five, right? Yeah. On stop. And a comment. We yeah. get by far the best response. We get about 30% response from an SMS survey. 
because all they have to do is to hit one number, they can just hit five, hopefully, yep. or one sometimes, and then they usually put some sort of comment in as well, so we get a very good response. Yeah. It's been very helpful, actually. It's, it's, it's really helps us to understand how to get better service, and since, we, since we've been doing it, we've actually found the number of actual complaints have gone down, and the leads have gone up dramatically since mm. we've started doing survey, so it really helps us to be better. You know, it definitely is. So I'll go for a few questions that were left here last week, and I'll go for one which is a generic one. This is for both of you. So Nick Ham said, the best financial advice you could give? Very open-ended question. That's a good question, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Best financial advice you can give? You should always live within your income. The difference between wealth and poverty is not so much how much money you make, but how much money you make in comparison with how much you spend. And I guess one advantage I have been, which some people would say is a disadvantage, I'm extremely stingy. We put that in the, <laughs> and just so you know, we put that in the promo because we use the current affair. Remember the yes. current affair story come it's out, and that's what stingy. Lee was saying, yeah. So that's the promo we put together. Mm. So, is any examples of Jim's maybe stinginess that you can maybe review? Oh, heaps. <laughs> when I when I just met him, because uh, I'm from China, yeah. we are a bit superficial, I think, because especially the a bit more bling and a bit more. Yeah, yeah, you 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 tend to. Go beyond your means. You right. buy things, you know, just to, to display, to, yeah. display, display your to wealth, establish right? your status. Yeah, yeah. This kind of thing. So when I met Jim, he's absolutely the opposite. And then we <laughs> went to the shop. He started to buy this homemade brand, and uh, it took me a while to get used to it because you know you have to change from one mentality to here. Yeah. You know, so it, it's very hard. Um, I still buy shop brand. I was going to say, yeah, do you still get the home brand and the black and gold and all that? He, he yeah. still. Um, well, I, we do for the washing up because I, I mostly do the washing up, me and the kids, so yes. Lee does the cooking. So it's fair enough that I get to choose the dishwashing. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't get a, I don't get to have a say. No, none that one. <laughs> I think, I think uh, is there any other examples? I think about the restaurant was the one you talked about. Okay, so if we go for um, some fancy restaurant, not fancy in, in a way, it's just like different. Yeah. But like the hot pot one, it's actually quite expensive. Yeah. Now when we finish the meal, I wouldn't let him pay the bill because I think he's going to faint. <laughs> so I normally, I, I will go and I pay the bill behind his back. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't want to give him a shock. <laughs> I think the more a meal costs, the less, the worse it tastes. Yeah, he enjoys it better. If it's you enjoy cheap. the savings, Jim. You I taste enjoy the savings, the savings right? I, 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 yeah. Most people are the opposite. They think of it, if they did a, a thing watching on, on Netflix where they had people, there was two cakes, yep. and one was more expensive, one was cheaper. And people were saying, oh, the more expensive taste, cake tastes better. But it was the same cake, just a know. different shape. But yes. I'm the opposite. The cheaper it is, you taste better. It tastes better. <laughs> you taste the savings. That's the extra flavor. And, I, and you know what? I really, really love it. One of the best meals there can possibly be is a is a chicken schnitzel and a toasted corn on a barbecue, yeah. which costs almost nothing. That is absolutely delicious. And and it's 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 you can go to the finest restaurant in the country and you will not do better than one of my barbecues, wood fired barbecues. So there you go. If you host Jim, um, that's what you want to give him. What about what about you? What about you, Lee? What about what's the best financial advice you can give? Um, yeah, I'm, I agree with Jim on that one now. Um, yeah. uh, I'm very conservative, you know. Uh, if I, you know, everybody has a dream, you want to achieve something, do something, but you always do it within your means. Mm. Um, Jim is a visionary person. If he wants to do something, he sees that thing like five years later. Yeah. I'm the 
I'm totally different. When I start something, I can only see the first five steps. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> so yeah, my if any financial advice I would give, it would be like that. You know, you want to do something, you do it within your means. Yeah. You save enough before you start something. I think it's pretty. Look, I think even though it sounds Everybody, like it's, I think it should be. Yeah. yeah. I think it's it's even though it sounds like simple advice. A lot of people don't do it, obviously, with debt levels yeah. and all that sort of mm -hmm. stuff, right? So even though it sounds like it's a simple bit of advice, actually adhering to it. Yeah. Sometimes wishful yeah. thinking doesn't mean reality. That's people worry too much about the display the way things look what counts is the service that you offer how good that is and then you don't have to splash about yeah i think one of the one of the worst things is people people's interest in display in in seeming rich in seeming as though they've got an expensive car or an expensive house yeah. all these kinds of these are garbage things they don't create happiness and they actually undermine putting the value where it should be I think that's a good point. It's good to have nice things in that, but if you're relying on your self-esteem to be linked to a Rolex or whatever, mm. or to make up for your lack of maybe skills with women, to have a flash of Rolex around, um, you probably got a. It's probably a lot cheaper ways and more self-improvement you can uh, do as opposed to uh, spending a lot of money. Okay, so thanks for that question. That was a really good one, Nick. So Stuart, Stuart Rainbow's tuned in, so get a Stuart, thanks for that. There's a nice suggestion here from you. So to help clients know how far they were, the franchisee is, so they know they have to pop in, they can, franchisees could use the Waze app to share the location, next to the client, perhaps only 30 minutes before to due. So the Waze app does get used by a lot of franchisees. I know they integrate with Zapier and other things, so that's a really good one. Denise has tuned in and said, hi. Um, David's gone here, I use ServiceMate, which has this feature. People love it because it's like ordering a pizza. Yes, ServiceMate's an awesome app, and we're gonna take a lot of those features and hopefully... Uh, we should put that in, in Jim's Jobs. Definitely, that's, that, that's gonna that's be on the wish own, list. That's their own franchisee yeah. program. That's definitely on the wish Jim's list. Jim's Jobs is gonna be the best, because it's gonna go constant feedback from franchisees make it better and better and better we've got a big program ongoing i feel sorry for the it development guys because i know that um once that once once that goes live the wish list will be um we seem to grow a new person in our it department better every week it's 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 bigger and bigger but it's the way of the future look i think once once those couple of those projects come out once they're out and there's a base and framework guys will be really impressed and then we're going to add to it as we go we just need to get that base that base product out there and it'll be fine so john Ardeem is tuned in jim what parameters slash requirements do you use to decide on what might be a successful opportunity for a new gym's franchise division it's a good question um it's not so much actually the idea it's the person running it that counts the, the divisions of ours that work are the ones that have got great leaders and yeah, i know i said that's, that before, that's, that's but true People are more important. There's nothing particularly fancy about the idea of mowing lawns or cleaning or washing dogs or any of the things we do. What, what matters is, is who's running it. So if you're going to look at a new franchise, it's got to be a service that's got reasonable scale. There are some things that you only put four people in the whole of the country. You wouldn't want to do that. It doesn't franchise well. There's not big enough scale. But if you know that you could put 100 people doing something, um, it's worth going into. Um, ideally for us, something that you can train fairly readily. It's difficult to run a really big business where you've got to have a trade qualification. Yeah. So things like plumbing and electrical we do, but they're very hard. But the ones like mowing, cleaning, fencing, dog wash, antennas, they're all something we can teach from scratch. Yeah, because you eliminate a lot of people with, with that qualification after a four-year apprenticeship to get it and be qualified in that. Which, so. which is tough. Yeah. And the other thing too is that if anybody's coming with a business idea, I need to see a reasonably competent person making at least 60 bucks an hour. We will not look at any business that I can't see an average franchisee making that kind of money. Because it's just not worth being in business if you're... It's funny thing, people think of laborers or unskilled people, they're going to make 25 bucks an hour. No, not in your own business. 60 is where we go for. Yeah. What about you, Leif? There's a new Jim's Durf service division that came on board. 
what would something you'd be looking at? Would it be more about the person who's running it or if the service is something that's really profitable or what would you look at? Well, you've got to do some market research to see what, yep. you know, what kind of business you, you can start. But mainly, I agree with him. Nothing is really fancy in gyms or divisions. Yep. Uh, it really depends on how... The leadership. Yeah, the leadership yeah. and the person who operates it. Yeah. yeah. And that's definitely... It improves again and again, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think that's the true thing. That's consistent. There is the, the If there's a good person that's in charge, it generally flows down like that. It's like with anything good. Example is probably the Carlton Footy Club. I know there's Carlton people watching, but... Sacking the coach won't fix the Carlton problems. It's the problem with the president and the footy department. And the mm. coach is underneath that. Getting rid of that third rung is not going yeah, to... We, we have down. a little restaurant in Lilydale, an Indian re restaurant. Yep. Mm. We've seen it how many, uh, how many times you change the management. They change hand, you know, so to, from one owner to another. But the final one, the recent one from um, the chef, did a beautiful job. Mm. The whole mm. family was, in, you know, the whole family is involved. The food is fantastic. Service is fantastic. If anybody's around, it's called Severa. It's in Main yeah, Street, Little. It's, yeah. it's a fantastic. So we're, we're the, we are the, the biggest biggest fans, right? Yeah. yeah. That, They're great. That tells you, you know, the, you, the food it depends is good. on how you run the business. The service yeah. is good. People are very friendly and helpful. Um, mm. they, they serve reasonably quickly. The the chef himself, the owner, will come out and, and, and say hello and to you and sometimes yes. give you some extra it's stuff. Just, mm. It's just a beautifully run little business. Mm. So I think it's more personality-based than anything else. I think, I think people think it's like a magic formula with, a, mm. with an assessment in the background and stuff, but it's more about that person who, who, who runs mm. it, right? People yeah. have this idea that it's about some incredible idea. Yeah. It's not. It's about a thousand small details of how you do things that matter. Yeah. That's, right. That's a really good question. Thanks for that one. Vicky Sherman's gone here. Will you use flying choppers like Uber to get to jobs quicker? Lol, lol. <laughs> I, just, I was just reading that one yeah. today. Yeah. I, yeah. People would have seen the, we put on the Facebook page there was a world record, world record right on Noah. Got up to 160 kilometres. That was on like the Today Show a couple of days ago. I don't think it cut any grass. But it, they, right on Noah, they got up to 160 k's of a souped up engine. So. Yeah, Who well, knows? actually, I tell you what, um, electric battery powered mowers are great. I've got one I use at the farm, and it's fantastic. Yeah. It's very quiet, it's easy to start. You just release the thing and it stops, and there's no vibration. The only problem is right now the batteries aren't quite good enough to justify it. But I think one day I would hope to see all of our franchisees using um, battery powered mowers. If you had enough power in the battery, it would be the best way to go. Well, it seems to be the problem is the battery, doesn't it? So And, then, and it's like, a, like a, an electric car. It's the same thing. There's a lot yes. less maintenance in the actual engine. It, it doesn't wear out. Hmm. No, that's, a, that's a good one. Maybe we'll get to that one day. So thanks for that question and thanks for tuning in. So thanks to everyone for watching. If you are watching, give us a like, comment or share. Make sure you do it on the Jim's Group page so that we can see it and respond to you in real time. I'll try and get to as many as I can. They're coming in here. We appreciate you leaving a comment. So Paul's tuned in. So g'day, Paul. Okay, question here from Jeremy Trengrove. Is there a Jim's Excavation franchise running at all? Question mark. Diggers. Jim's Diggers. There certainly is. Absolutely is. Going well. Going well. So Jaden Hackett's tuned in. Jim's Meming tuned in. G'day, Jim's Meming. Okay, this is a good one. Um, I don't mind this one. So Jim's Meming's gone, have you guys considered expanding your business into doing tutoring? I've seen a rise in home, home tutoring run by students, and this is just in my local area. I think it'd be an amazing avenue for expansion that could be run by teachers looking for extra work or students. Mm. That'd be a go-to-you thing, so that'd be a... Yeah. We, we, our kids use tutoring. Yes. They yeah. have to go to the city. Oh, really? So, yeah. Mm. Well, it's just harder to find a home tutor. So well, it's not a good option at the moment to have a home tutor? There's not many viable, there's not many no, ones? Right. I don't it'd think be, so. It'd be a great business. Our daughter, Jasmine, actually was doing that because she got a great VCE result and she was tutoring after that. And people were mm. desperate to have it. They really wanted it. Yeah, and then the kids got so much spare time after school. You know, if parents are busy, we would love mm. 
you know, I was sung to have something. Yeah. But, but like that, it's, it's very hard to find yeah. people. Um, if there's anybody out there who's in that business, we'd love to talk to you because it's a brilliant business. It's a very, mm. very large business. And it's a, it's a good business that, you know, you could do with people who were sort of like working part-time or, or women, for example, those kinds of things. And the hourly rate would be all right, wouldn't it? It'd be up around there. Well, what, the hourly rate would be at the mark, you reckon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, mm. they, make, they make very good money. Yeah, that's a great suggestion from Jim's yeah, Mimi, and uh, we appreciate really that one. a really good one. Yeah, so Jaden Hackett's gone here. What is the biggest job you've ever done garden-wise? What's the biggest size job? Can you remember back in the day? I used to look after a cemetery. A cemetery? <laughs> yeah. Really? You've never heard of that. you never heard that one? That's a new one? No. We'll be able to tell everyone about the cemetery you've looked after. This is the first time we've heard it, both of us. Well, it was, it was very good money. This was back in my student days. It was 140 bucks for a day's work, which was a lot back in the, back in the 70s. So it was a great job, but two things wrong with it. First of all, it was incredibly boring. Yeah. Really, You're really the most to, right? boring jobs. Well, there's not a lot of conversation yeah. from the graves. Yeah. And they, were, they, were, they were a surly lot. They wouldn't say a thing to That's me. Um, and the other thing is that the guy who, the manager who ran the place, he hated me like poison. And I think the main What did you, you do to him? Well, I think the main reason for that is they had a full-time person doing the gardening. Right. And I used to do the whole thing in a day. And so I make it, I was probably making a lot more money than him. So he right. really got he, got, he couldn't complain about my quality of work. But because I was self-employed and I was motivated, I just worked so much better. And I think that's what really bugged him. Right. I just, I just made, people hate you to make a lot of money, especially when you make more money than the supposed manager of the place. So you did that whole job, it would take him a week, it took you a day? Yeah, he had a full-time gardener, and they, and they provided their, their equipment. And I, I could do the whole thing better in a single day. Wow. There you go. There's a cemetery. I mean, would never have picked that answer. Thanks for that question, Jane. That's a good one. So here we go. Hayda has gone. I hear that Lee is an awesome cook. Is that a passion and how did you learn? That's from Hayda Hussein. Thanks for tuning in, Hayda, on that question. I actually like it. The yeah. only problem is um, my family don't really enjoy my Chinese food, which is such a pity because I'm really good at it. But her Chinese, your Chinese food is weird. It's That's all what sort of I'm trying to say. I'll have some of that. Oh, you guys no, no, this is nothing like Cantonese food. This is Sichuanese food, which is incredibly hot. Not really. It's some sort of disgusting pickle <laughs> thing <laughs> with rice <laughs> porridge and. and <laughs> that is totally not true. She actually, she actually can cook pretty well, but not not what she likes. Not to. my Sichuan food. No one can take she, it. She'll eat. She'll make that. nice food for us, and then she'll sit there having this awful stuff in the corner. <laughs> Nobody else wants to touch. I'm sure it's not that bad, is it? Yeah, oh no, it's, it's worse. Worse. <laughs> it's worse. It is worse. Believe me, no normal human would eat that. What they eat in Sichuan. I'm sorry to say, it's, <laughs> it's awful. But she's she's a good cook. When she cooks for us, she does this. Um, I have to learn, you know, Italian food or all this yeah. thing. As I said, my Chinese food always loses to cheese. <laughs> always. Really. Mm-hmm. She does a straight dish with, with salmon and, and, and soy sauce. Yeah, that's and my so, invention. That's yeah. not my, that's not my uh, authentic. What's the dish? What is it? It's, it's sweet and sour yeah. salmon. With, with, yeah. with yeah. soy, with, uh, actually with it's soy sauce very and, simple. and a yeah. bit of sugar and stuff. It's really delicious. You have that and a bit of, you know, yeah. and rice and vegetables. It's, it's incredible. She really does cook well. The trouble is she doesn't like it herself, really. She just cooks to our taste. But anyway, pizza still wins. Pizza. Yeah, you always have pizza, don't you? Pizza. Yeah. Uh, what, what else? Pasta. Oh, no, we, you know, she, they always win. The Mexican stuff is good. Our Mexican stuff is we good. We have that too. When you just wrap things up and you have salsa. You have your burritos and all that sort of stuff. That's my invention too. Yeah, yeah she does yeah. that. The old taco kits. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
So there you go. I reckon if, I'm going to try this food. I don't reckon. I don't reckon. I don't reckon it's as bad as what Jim's saying. No, I've got to try it myself. Not. I'm sure. Not. Hey, listen. You come over. You come <laughs> over for dinner sometime, and we will feed you something like this. This salmon. Yeah, I would like it. And then, so and then you try her rice porridge and pickle it, and you tell me. <laughs> what you rice tell porridge me which is best? Yeah. yeah. That, that's not. That's not food. That's not something yeah. that. Okay. Not, it's not like that. Yeah. Don't ruin the Chinese. Food reputation, okay? It's not that bad. Jim just distorted the whole thing. <laughs> Come and taste it, you will judge it. I'll give it a go. But so, the good thing about it is it's not full of, even though it's weird, it's not full of sugar and fat, so it keeps it nice and slim, which, which I appreciate. That's a, that's a very good thing about it, even if it's inedible for any normal person. <laughs> so thanks everyone for tuning in, for watching. That was a great question, because look what the answer it gave Hader. So we love that type of question, so put them in there. We really like them. So. Yeah, we love those questions. So be more about anything like that. It's um, a good chance to have it answered. So put it into the Jim's group uh, comments feed. If you're on the other pages watching, that's great. We welcome you as well. But make sure you head to Jim's group head office page. Give us a like, share, or a comment, and we'll try and get to your questions. So Matt Millen here is going, when will hashtag Ask Joel series start? No one wants to hear from me, Matt. But if you've got a question for me, chuck it in there and I'll give an answer. He'll be running this company one day. Everybody will want to talk to <laughs> no, him. No, no. Dylan Quadria. Dylan Quadria. This is a nice comment from Dylan. So welcome, Dylan. It's telling me to say something to let Jim know I'm here. I think, yes, it is. So thank you for doing yes. it. I took over my, my father's Shane's Jim's Test and Tag franchise in WA. Absolutely loving my start. Highly recommend the Jim's group. And I love hearing that from Dylan. Uh, I'm sure he's a younger fella. And uh, we welcome you to the feed. If you've got a question for, for Jim Dillon, please leave it in there. But we appreciate you taking the time to write that. And remember, in WA, head over there on the 18th and 19th uh, next week. Jim will be there. So make sure you take advantage of that opportunity. So I'll get through some more questions here. So maybe we'll go on with another one, which is not probably business-related. Jaden's going, hey, Jim, another question. What's your favourite holiday destination? And while on holiday, has anyone noticed who you were? So if you get recognised oh internationally, goodness, that's a wrong question. I'm sorry. <laughs> my favourite, my favourite holiday, <laughs> my favourite holiday is my farm. Yeah. I like to go up there and, and dig potatoes and, and 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 just do all kinds of work around. My, that's my favourite holiday. I love doing that. So, um, as far as going off, flying overseas, yuck! I hate it. <laughs> That's Which why is my holidays compromised. <laughs> despair of my wife and my family who like different things, but I'm very hard to get out of on a plane if I can possibly Cave avoid man. it. That's yes. it. What about you, Lee? Do you have a favourite holiday oh, destination? Everywhere. everywhere. Everywhere? Yeah. Yeah, I want to go to Japan, Europe. You should go to Japan. Japan's nice. I know. A lot I of know. good food. Yes. I'm Just sure you like it. The culture is very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to go someday. There you go, Jim. Hint, hint. A... I hint been, I've been I hinting for many years. You can hint all <laughs> she likes. Getting me on a plane is very, very... The only, the only reason she got me on a plane for a holiday was we, I was asked to give a series of talks in, yeah, in com Thailand. Conference holiday. Was it conference you have to do talks in... I might have to look that gig up. That's not a bad one to get some talks over there. Yeah, well, it was yeah. on Phuket, which is a nice place. So I yes. thought, okay, I'll go there. I'll have something to do. I give my talks. I can do my emails. I can do my phone calls and all the normal business stuff. So I'm not going to be totally bored. And my family gets a holiday in a nice resort. So that That's was kind of... That's my only chance. That's my only chance. That might be what you have to do, Lee. Reach out to people internationally and where you want to go and say, hey, I've just got... But they wanted us to go to Italy next year. And I said, no way, too it's far. too far. It's too far. <laughs> I just couldn't stand it. Japan's not that far. My holiday. Japan will be less. Japan's not too bad. Japan's manageable. 
Okay, we'll figure out something. Uh, I'm sitting in a plane. You'd love the technology, I reckon, Jim, when you got there. Those those fancy yeah. toilets and robot stuff and all. You'd love it, I reckon, the technology. I side. think if I liked anything about Japan, it'd be the like the rustic History. thing. The oh, yeah. the, um, the, te- I, Kyoto, I Japan, the temples. Japanese history. I really, really love Japanese yeah. history. So something about little in in the mountains, this kind of thing with the with the hot springs and the go to Kyoto for very the temples. simple traditional. I'd I'd like to experience that maybe, but I don't want to stay in a plane for ten hours to get there. That's the problem. Well, Jim said a maybe, Lee. Yeah. So that's the maybe one I'll be. Good. That's the one I'll be. Maybe's help. I'll be rewatching this and going right. That's the angle I've got to go with and keep pushing on that. <laughs> okay. So thanks for that question. Okay. So I'll try and pull in some ones there. Hater Hussein goes need to hook Lee up with my wife who also loves holidays. <laughs> Definitely need to do. Yeah. So John Odeem has gone Adelaide visit on the cards. Well, if there's an event in Adelaide, John, where Jim's required, I'm sure reluctantly he will go there. But that's um, if there's a speaking event or whatever. David McDonald's gone, how are you getting to Perth? He's going to fly, David. He won't be driving. I couldn't imagine you doing the, the drive. Um, no. Yeah. I have been to Perth originally the first time I went on the train, but that's a bit far. Did you do the train, did you? I have been to Perth on a train. Wow. Across the Malibor. Takes a long time. So Robin, Robin Dalton Nolan's going, hey, hey Jim, just wanted to say my dear husband is a little unwell at the moment in hospital. The other guys who are part of the area franchise have been so empathetic and supportive, good vibes and pretty cool. That's wonderful. That's great to That's hear, great. Robin, and we appreciate that. I love, it. I love it when our guys stick together. I like that sense of culture where they help each other and look after each other. I hear a lot of that kind of stuff and it makes me very happy. I love it when our guys wave to each other going on the road, including people on different divisions. And, and I think they mostly do that. It's, it's great to know that, that sense of, of community. Yeah, I think that's a massive advantage. I think, you know, as I said, we hear all these comments all the time, oh, don't pay franchise fees, go by yourself. But as I said, the, the stats don't back that up. Plus the community mm. stuff and, the, and if you're ever injured, you know, you can have your round look after or whatever you've got your clients looked mm. after. And you do well, have a we, large we quoted the statistics last week for those who didn't see them. And the best statistics are for a mowing or a cleaning business, between 90 and 95% fail in their first year. Yeah. 11%. yeah, and that goes to a question I had from Barry Schott last week, which he said, how many businesses have failed and for what reason? And how much work do you have to find for yourself or does the franchise cover that? So you may be going with that one a bit. It depends on the division to a large extent. Um, there are divisions, probably fencing would be the extreme where there's so much work that we've never heard of anybody being quiet for work. And others that are fairly physical, like um, handyman and mowing and those, tend to be pretty good for finding work. At the other extreme... Um, you have divisions which are white collar, like computer services, bookkeeping, finance, where you really have to do an awful lot of finding your own work. Mm. So we will find leads for you on those, but you've got to you've got to prepare to market yourself. Yeah, that's a good point. The best ones do that as well. The ones who sit and rely on leads, um, it's probably not the best way to be. And he says, for what reason? So why do you think this one for you as well, I reckon, Lee? So why do you think people in general fail in business? It's, I'm sure well, it's multiple things. Just- but- my experience is like I can imagine when you get get into a new business, a new venture, um, because you don't know enough, you you stumble through, you probably fail. Um, what I learned from this eighteen years of marriage with Jim is, you don't get beaten down by the setbacks. You learn from it. You pick it pick it uh, pick it up again. You go on with it, and you learn new things. You keep improving. So that takes you to a next level. So once you pass that first stage, things will get much easier. That's my experience for, for mm-hmm. all the businesses I, I have run. So having that, so res- I stumble through for each one of them. 
But having that resilience, you reckon, mm. is the key to Resilience, yeah, and yeah. also don't lose hope and don't lose passion. Because every mistake, you learn something new from it. You'll make you better, make yeah. you stronger. Well, there you go. That's a good point. Yeah. And thanks for that question, Barry. So I'll go on one from Joanna. Joanna said last week, how about franchise fees per month? It's depending on the income. Does the rate go down if you've been in the franchise for a long time? Like, let's say, first or second time renewal off the contract. So how are fees calculated for franchisees and all that sort of stuff? Is it turnover-based? It's a base fee plus lead fee. Yep. Turnover fees are difficult because, first of all, it's very difficult to know what a franchisee is making because there's so much cash out there anyway. So it's a base fee plus a lead. And the reason we, only reason we charge a lead fee is because we found from experience that if you, if you charge a lead fee, franchisees are much more keen to follow up the leads. They don't take jobs they don't, can't handle. I think a few of the guys last week mentioned they even call it a lead fee. They say it's an investment. Yeah. You know, it's an investment thing, which I think is a really cool. Or so what, what tends to happen is that fees go down with time, strangely enough, um, as a proportion, firstly because income tends to rise with time, but also as you get more business, your lead fees tend to drop. Now, on renewal, um, sometimes we put the fees down when you've got somebody who's not working so hard. They, they, a lot of these older guys, they've been 20 years with us, they just want to work two or three days a week. Like a retirement much franchise. Work. Sort of we call it a retirement yeah. franchise. Then, then they, we drop their fees to half or even less. Yeah. That's a good question, Joanna. Thanks for that one there. So I'll get to a few more comments on the other ones here. So a few of the boys here, Darren and Phil, have gone Jim's Pizza, Jim's Food Shopping. Yeah, we can definitely use that. Tristan Simpson. We, we would never, we would, will not get into retail franchises or, and I wouldn't get into the, the food industry. Well, there we go. There's, that answers your question from last week, Jacqueline. So Jacqueline had a question saying, would you consider opening a gym's fast food franchise to flex on matches? Question mark. No. So the answer is definitely no. We, we, it's not our area. We, no. we got once into health clubs, which Lee actually was yeah. a franchisee. That's my best business and experience. Was oh, was it? Good. Uh. We didn't know how to run it. We, we, we couldn't provide the help. We had somebody we were partnered with yeah, who supposedly knew. Running retail business is very, very, very different. different. Yes. The nature is very different. When you say the nature is different, what do you, can you maybe elaborate a bit more on that? Uh, well, for example, the beach house, you have to have a rental. Yep. You, no matter what happens, you've got to keep the rental going. You have to pay for that. You have to pay certain staff. You know, so you lose the flexibility. So to increase your profit, probably you have to you know, spend your whole time <coughs> there. You know, so then they lose your, mm. then you lose your lifestyle. You know. And they had a monstrous, you had a monstrous problem with the air conditioning, for example. Yeah. So we got in trouble with the landlord, and uh, I don't think the franchisor at that time um, knew exactly what to do. <laughs> do, um, be honest. And so mm. I don't think they know how to run it properly. Yeah. You know, just all kinds of reasons. Yeah. What about you, Jim? What about your experience? I know we've mentioned a couple of times before, but. Well, that was our experience of yeah. trying oh, okay. to do it, and that, and that was, that was a very... division. Yeah. Basically, a lot of people lost their shirt on that sort of thing. Mm. It was very, very hard. We had, we had franchisors who were great. Um, it's just cost is so high, you and, know. And they, and they invested in this Overhead thing. Overhead is so high. And it just, it just didn't work. It's just such a different business. See, it looks like we do everything. You know, you look at 54 different divisions. But they're all service businesses. Yeah. And they're all very, very they're similar. They're mobile, they're flexible. Yes. You know. Now, why do you think people succeed in that space, though? There's obviously really successful retail ones. So do you think they might have a bit more capital or a bit more business acumen? Like with McDonald's, for example, you have to have a really high level. You have to have a proven business experience plus that much in assets before you can get involved. Well, the thing is, McDonald's knows what they're doing. McDonald's mm. is incredibly good. And that's one reason, too. You look at the service industry, look, to be pretty blunt about it, our Competition is pretty feeble. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to degrade people doing it, 
but we are by far the best in that in that space. But you go up against someone like McDonald's, which has decades of experience, and they're incredibly good at what they do. Yeah. They've got a long history. Each one of them, all these chains, mm. they've got a long history. They build it up, just like Jim's group. Mm. They build it up from scratch. They know their game. And Jim's... You know, I've heard that the, the, the manuals at McDonald's, are, you know, they're, they're piled high. They're yeah. enormously detailed. Every detail. That kind of knowledge is <coughs> irreplaceable. And you see, when McDonald's started off um, back in what's nineteen sixties in in California, they they even then um, Ray Kroc he got himself a successful model. Now they changed it a lot, but they had something to start with, which was already working very well. Yeah. And so you pile knowledge upon knowledge upon knowledge. That's what we've done. You know, we've been going thirty years um, in gyms, and we're still learning every day. We're learning how to do it better. That that's that that's that secret of constantly understanding and getting better and better and better. And we never worry about people knowing our trade secrets. Anybody who wants to can come to our training courses, franchisee, franchisor, without signing anything. There's no non-disclosure, nothing. Take what we learn and go out and try it yourself. And people sometimes do that. Mm. But the fact of the matter is we know so much now. Mm, and we're always improving. And we know quite well if somebody picks up what we did, by the time they figure it out, we're, 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 we're miles further ahead. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, we get that question a lot, so we like to answer it because it's a good, it's a really good one. And there are ones who are successful in it, but there's obviously Jim and Lee have told you reasons why it's very difficult as well. So Tristan Sampson's gone in seven years ago today. I was two days into Jim's mowing training and having dinner with Jim. I have been a training officer now for five years and just love it. A few employees and a great work life balance and great income. That's Jim. Thanks for that feedback, and we, thanks for tuning in. And Sam, to meet you. I try, I try and meet as many of my franchisees, pros, uh, trainees as possible during training, and actually well, say hello to them. And you and do. Have a deal with them. But next week's a great opportunity because we're doing the live hashtag Ask Jim Q and A. We deal with a live audience on the Tuesday night, which is a bit different because on the Wednesday night a lot of people might have to go or whatever. Yes. But Tuesday night most people should be there. So if you are a prospect coming to training next Tuesday, please come. It's a, and we do all audience questions plus viewer questions, but mainly audience questions. So. Obviously, some people might be a bit intimidated to interact with Jim at the break or whatever. It's a great chance to ask Jim. So if you go back to a couple of episodes, you'll see that bit of the interaction. It's a really good one. So we hope to see you next Tuesday at 7 o'clock as well for that one. So Tanya Graham's tuned in and said, and said hi. So hi there, Tanya. Now, Steve Raymond's, Raymond's gone for Jim. Do you feel unserviced leads damage the brand? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a terrible damage. One in four leads are unserviced. It's awful. And, and it's something we've just got to come to terms with. We've got this system called Gyms Plus. We're actually recruiting external contractors to, to provide service. And not as good as our people by any means on, on average. Some of them are, but on average they're way down below. But it's better than just saying no all the time. Yeah. So it's, it's a terrible problem. But what do you do? I mean, we can't suddenly start giving poor service so people don't want to call us. And the fact of the matter is, even if we've got masses of unserviced leads, like 180,000 um, last year... Some, some of our franchises still need more work. So we've got to keep on promoting ourselves, but we really need to grow a lot faster. We, we just... We, we could be growing at 20% per annum and we still couldn't cope with the, with the, the demand for our services. And I think the comment you made from going through the surveys about someone thought we're arrogant because we knocked back his job, right? Mm. So that's the sort of... They get very angry. I get yeah. people write to me and say, Jim, you're an idiot, you're a fool. I wanted a service time and you couldn't provide me with service. Don't you know how to run a business? Yeah. So I, I back, look, I'm sorry, but what can I do? I haven't got enough people and I, and I won't compromise. I won't just put on any old worker because I, we can't compromise a standard of service. So you've got to have good people and there's, it's hard to find enough. 
Well, how about well, another question from you is coming in. It says, how, by how many is Gyms Plus reducing the amount of unserviced leads? Which is a good question. I think it's, I think it's about 15% of our unserviced leads are getting serviced now from Gyms Plus, which is... Which is it's encouraging, there. yeah. It's getting there. And it's rising steadily. So, yes. Yeah, that's a good question, you and Thanks for that one. So, what about you, Lee, with your business? Do you get many unserviced leads for your business it's at all? It's totally different. Yeah, yeah, it's totally different industries. We need more business. Need more business, so... <laughs> no, but actually, in, yeah. in your building business, oh, you're not yeah, yeah. all the time. Her yeah. reputation is such. People are begging mm, her. Yeah, but I don't take on uh, jobs easily. No. I, have to, I have to be selective. Yeah, which is a good position to be in, to be yeah, selective with clients. You have to, otherwise you can't... They, they, really, they really harass her almost, trying to get her to do these jobs. <laughs> they do, I know. People are just begging you to do their jobs for them. But uh, there's to more the, to it. No, no. But she has to, do, it has to be a client that she can get on with too. Jim, Jim is my biggest fan, so don't <laughs> <laughs> believe everything he says. There's more to it, you know. I have to be selective in my business. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, for example, you want to build a beautiful house but you just can't you know like you just can't pro give them the cheap finish stuff you know so you know it's complicated well how do you manage your time across three different businesses then so you obviously got foothills you have um, the factory and you have the commercial building or the building interests how do you um, manage your time um i'm not very smart like jim i <laughs> <laughs> i because I, I don't listen, have good listen. memory you talk about me being be overstated a bit. We ran that factory making fiberglass trailers for two years no, at a loss. She takes it over in two months. It's profitable. And okay. as I said, I'm improved. a very, I'm very strong. I be, totally believe in, strongly believe in process. Whatever I do, I see my first five steps first. You know, so I need to understand whatever business I run. I have to have a process. It helps me to think, clears my mind, and then it can also tell me where I fail. Where I succeed, so it's important. I I am a process person. Every business is the same. With Foothills, we established a process really, really long time ago. So we stick to it. If anything goes wrong, I can tell, you know, from this process which where is the missing link. We can tell. Factory, I'm very lucky because I got my brother-in-law helping me, mm. and he's an expert in in all cars trailers. So he knows it again. We get back to process. For example, we need to know, you know, how much time you need, how much material you need to build a trailer, you know. And then also, then you analyze, you know, how many trailers you need to make, yeah. you know, for a month or whatever to be profitable. You know, it's a, it's a simple calculation, but process to get to that stage, so knowing you... exactly, you know, how much time, how much material yep. you need to... But for just, just as an just example, like that. Mm. when she took it over, she would actually look up um, YouTube videos on fiberglass so she understands <laughs> the fiberglass process. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. I need to understand it. Yeah, I really need to yeah. understand it. So once you develop that process, do you then step away and put a manager in and oversee the that's, manager? Is that's that what you generally do? That's pretty much what I do. And that's how you yeah. manage your time, right? Yeah, then I, yeah. then I just go back and check. As I say, if there's any mistake for foothills or mm. for the factory, you know where you fail. Then you... Analyze why you fail. You know what went wrong. So you're so what you do is you actually learn the business inside out to start. That's the, put the process in part, place, yes. right? So that you're learning, learning from the start. You get hands-on involved. Yes. And then you sort of then put yeah. a management. I, I then enjoy you the process, like the yeah. building. That is the most complicated game. Yeah. And I got Jim's building ins uh, inspection yeah. team 
Freshly, I yeah. learned how to pronounce his surname yeah. today. He's fantastic, but he's been doing this for years. Yes. But to me, the most exciting part is to learn from him, yeah. to understand, you know, to understand cost, you know, everything. It's just really exciting. She gets very excited to come back from the site where she's been using a nail gun. That's really interesting. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, I did. I did use the nail gun. Yes. No stray I nails going excited, around. No. Huh? No, mm -hmm. no stray nails going around. But um, I was going to say, Jim, from hearing what Lee said, I know you're probably a little bit different in what well, you do. Very different style. So maybe you want to tell people a bit more about your style. Well, I'm a lot, lot, not nearly as good at running a business and hands, analysing hands it hands-on as Lee is. She is vastly better. It's not just the fact that it's foothills, but it's also our finance department. She went in and reorganised it, knowing nothing about finance, figured out what to do, put a good manager in place, good systems in place. It's been, it's been beautiful ever since. But you can see something like five years ahead. I don't have that. Yeah, I have a vision. You have a vision. And that, you need that too in a business. You, know, you need to know where you are driving. And I have, the, I have this passion for service that mm. constantly drives me and I'm always looking for ideas. And my mind is very fertile. Most of my ideas are pretty crappy, but <laughs> one or two of them do work out occasionally. Anyway, and I just yeah. keep on pushing and pushing and pushing towards this goal of better service to franchisees, better service to customers. And... and thinking of all kinds of ways to achieve that and listings of all kinds of people to help me to know ways of improving things, just always looking at ideas. And that is, that is my kind of strength. And, and what I do is, is I find people who can act as competent managers. And I've got very That's good managers right yes. now. But I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't manage them as well as Lee does. I just find good people who I can trust to run things. And I talk to them about it. Yeah, because it's pretty interesting hearing Lee's process to yours because mm. you know, the key word I probably, probably said there is process where Lee would go and learn it from him, do the process and then yeah. have managed it. But whereas with Jim's the visionary, he goes, all right, this is what I want to do. Now, I'm going to hopefully my manager in place can actually drive towards it. And a perfect example is what you do. Now, I haven't a clue about social media. I don't even use Facebook. I don't know even Instagram I've heard of, but I didn't know how it works. Mm. But what I do know is I've got somebody who's got a passion for it and who gets good results. So I, I don't... I don't get involved. Now, if it was Lee, she would understand everything about yes. what you're doing and how you're doing it. I don't do that. I just put you in charge, and I sort of know how well it's working because I get all this feedback. So people saying, "Oh, you, this is working, and that's working, and we love what Joel's doing." And you got a, you got a round of applause at the last divisional meeting from all the divisional franchisors. And so I know he's doing a good job, and that that's kind of how I do things. Much less hands-on, much more creative ideas. And, and if Joel comes up with an idea, if you come up with an idea, then I'll, I will sort of, you'll, you'll, you'll discuss it with me. And, and usually I just say, yeah, go ahead and do it. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's pretty lucky. And that's why I like working here is that trust. Um, you've obviously can't abuse that trust. But um, I make sure that when I do propose something, I do have a, I'm pretty confident that it will work. And I do appreciate the franchisors and divisionals obviously doing feedback with Jim as well. That helps anyone out in, in gyms. And that's how Jim judges us mainly is from feedback from franchisors and from mm -hmm. Z's. So... The more feedback they give to Jim direct about how we're doing or how bad we're doing, um, we'll soon know about it, and that's what generally that's happens right. all the time. If they've got a problem with anything, they'll come to me and they'll that's, say, oh, we're not happy about it. Yeah, we're all aware of that, don't worry. <laughs> we're right. we all aware of that, and that's ingrained to everyone from, uh, from day one. So, um, no, we appreciate that comment. That was a great answer from both of you, so thanks for that. So, Robin Dalton's gone here. Lee has, has it hands down. Focus on the ball and nose productivity. If you don't know what you are doing, it can make you dangle. I know why Jim married this lady. Super savvy. Well done, Lee. Always helps to compliment there each other. There are many reasons why. Now, now, we're getting towards the end, of this, the end of it, but I want to talk about one more question here from Mike Davenport from last week, which he said, who is your favourite Star Trek captain, Jim? 
John Luke Picard, hands down. John Luke Picard. John Luke Picard. As I've as I've said in the past, I don't know anybody who would put John uh, James Kirk in front of a starship needs needs to be have their head read. <laughs> Completely incompetent. Is that your favourite show, Jim? I don't know. I've never asked that one before. What What do you watch at home? I know you watch a lot of Ricky. You like Ricky Gervais, which is good because I like Ricky Gervais. Yeah, I think he's very funny. Yes, he's very did you ever, funny. Did you watch The Office, the um, the English version oh, of The Office? Yeah, no, for some reason I, I he doesn't like, like that. Too, you don't like the English version? The English is the best. No, no. It's, it's, it's it's David Brent's great. Like, like, that, that's like, why it's good. It's painful. You can just you get that awkwardness, right? Yeah, you you just like it because it's like what we do here, isn't it? Well, who's David Brent? Hopefully, not me. I do play guitar though, so maybe not without the guitar and do some songs. No, I like yeah. actually. I, I, I like I like Star Wars better than Star Trek. You do absolutely. I love Star Wars. You do. What I saw them all. All the Star Wars with my, with my nine year old son. It was fantastic. Well, you'd be glad Disney bought them because obviously Disney's a money making machine and they're going to churn a heap more out for you. So yeah, well, hard to. It's hard to. It's hard to defeat the classics though. Yeah. But, uh, I love that. But the thing I like the most is is reasonably accurate historical dramas like Wolf Hall and yeah, those kinds of things. Lot of those. Which one was it? What was Wolf Hall? It's about, it's about right. um, uh, Thomas Cromwell, who was yeah. the chief minister for Henry VIII. And then okay. there's others called the, the, the White Princess, the White Queen, those yeah. kind of ones. And White there's Queen, others yeah. about historical stuff, dramatised, reasonably accurate historical, yeah, to me, is the absolute best. Mm. Okay. Uh, you also can learn loads of things mm. from it. Or older ones, like I Claudius, which was fantastic about the Roman Emperor Claudius and stuff. There's so many, so many good things. Or, or Rome, yeah, Rome, which is basically about Julius Caesar. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love those kind of things. I really love them. I wish there was more. How do you think you would have gone in the um, Colosseum back in the day? Would you have been sitting up there doing one of these, or would you have been... I think it's disgusting yeah, what they're Yeah, I think it's it's awful. Um, I, I don't like the Romans at all. I, as I said, I, li I like the Greeks. The Greeks I, was I the admire period, the Greeks right? much more. The Romans were disgusting yeah. people. They really were. They were brutal. They were brutal to the to slaves. They were brutal to, mind you, the Greeks weren't that much better. But um, they were the nice people. Honestly, I think our own civilization is a heck of a lot better than theirs. What about you, Lee? What do you like to watch at home? Yeah, we share the same You share? Thing. You wear yeah. like the same things? Well, to me, it's yeah. like I really like to learn the, you know, history. It's really? actually okay. interesting. Yeah? yeah. I learn a lot. Were you surprised that you found it interesting or do you, or did you like it as well before? I, I liked it yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. Okay, thanks for that question. And someone here has gone, you has gone, Lee, when are you going to write a book? Question mark. <gasps> I don't think so. You don't think you got a book in yet? No, I haven't thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> if you had it's a book. always Jim thing. Yeah. He, he's the one, you know, his English is beautiful. He's, you know, writing. <laughs> there's, there's quite a lot of things from Lee in this book here. In the, in there is a lot of it, actually. I just a lot of things. I yes. didn't write anything. No, I know, but she interviews stuff. So you get, yeah. you get a bit of Lee's viewpoint and, and why she puts up with me and stuff. Do, do you know what Lee says? Oh, maybe Jim becomes a billionaire and then I'll write a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably after I'm <laughs> dead and I can't, I can't argue yeah. with the things she says. Yeah. Huh? After I'm dead, I can't argue with all the things you said about me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there we go. That's, uh, that's it. Okay, so maybe we just want to touch on, for maybe guys who don't have a but how do you guys actually meet? I know it's in the book, I know it's covered of this. But I how think the you... whole world knows already, yeah. right, Jim? We'll just cover it off one more time, I reckon. Because everybody we know yeah. this lady, pretty much asked us. The question. Chinese lady was doing work for me, and she knew I was looking for a wife, and she said, I can introduce you to some ladies, and Lee was the first one. Took her three days to persuade her to meet this sleazy businessman because businessmen are always sleazy and lots of fancy cars and stuff. And, and we met on the Hughesdale railway station, yeah. um, April the twentieth, two thousand and one, 
and I was very, very smitten by her. And she wasn't quite so smitten by me, but she didn't mind me too much. <laughs> I was going to ask. I was going to ask. What did you think? Of it? Yeah. I think he's so weird. He's, <laughs> when my yeah. friend said he's a businessman, I was oh, no, because yeah. uh, you know my understanding of businessman businessman doesn't have a good you know lots yeah, of lots, right. lots, lots of girlfriends. Then, yes, yeah. you know, like player, spending yeah. all these yeah. kind of things, and he is not like that at all. And he's driving a Volvo, like. How, how many years old? 40 years old? <laughs> no. It's undrivable, Jim, that car. It was a shame. It was really shameful, that car. You've never driven in such a bad car. No, I've never seen one like that. But anyway, that's that's really intriguing. Yeah. Yeah, it's not his looks, I guess. Um, no, obviously not. <laughs> I like how you said, I guess, and all that, right? Yeah. No, it's just like he's, uh, he's funny, because the, um, the first date, is that, is that the first one? We met, he told me so many jokes. That was the second date. Really? The second date. He said so many jokes and I, I was completely lost. Because <laughs> I understand Australian jokes, guys. You yeah. really need to understand the culture. Sure, yeah. So I understand nothing. But all the time, I just spent most of the evening explaining to him, you know, regarding each single joke, why each single joke, why I couldn't understand it. It was kind of interesting. It was so, so funny. Yeah. An interesting tactic, just like jokes that I can't ex not laugh at, but then have to ask you to explain a bit yeah. more about it, right? He has to explain to me, then I, then I, then I, then I laugh at it because I couldn't understand it at all. Then I thought he was so smart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yes. So maybe just tell a joke that, that yeah, so just tell a <coughs> tell a joke that you don't understand to the girl, and maybe that'll yeah, be a good I tactic think he was for so smart. Yes. What's that? You want me yeah, to tell a joke? He, he learned something. Well, let's tell us. a joke. Can you recall any of those jokes? I know you have a really good memory. What was one oh, of I, I, I can tell you jokes like um, one about the, one about the uh, a genie. Um, Do the genie one, yeah. This is this is the genie, and and this this bag, this guy finds a genie, and the genie says, "I will grant you any wish you like, anything <laughs> that you like." Yeah. And he says, "What do you want?" And this guy says, "Well, look, I tell you something. I've always wanted to go into space." But I, I'm really scared of flying. I hate flying. So what I want you to do is to build me a road from the Earth to the Moon. Jeannie said, that is completely ridiculous. You cannot possibly ask things that are totally, totally impossible. He said, try something else. He said, all right, all right, all right. In that case, what I would like to do is to understand women. Long pause. <laughs> How many, how many lanes would you like in this road of yours? <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree with Jeannie. Very smart man. That's a good one. Now, Jim's got some great jokes in the franchise or dinner. I know you tell a few jokes and he does and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and yeah, the Jeannie one's a good one and it's a very wise Jeannie. Couldn't agree with him more. Okay, so Lee, thank you very much for... Um, I know you were a bit, bit nervous doing this, but I appreciate it and I hope you had a bit of fun and answering the questions. And I know people get to see, obviously Jim refers to as the best business decision. So everyone goes, what's your best decision or best life decision you made it's in business? Lee, Jim it? always says, Lee, it's never anything business. And they're like, they always want this wonderful magic you bullet of information. Answer, yeah, it's no, exactly it's the, if the best, best decision I ever made of any kind, business, everything. But it's a very smart answer as well. And all the guys will know what I'm talking about out there. So remember guys, next week is Tuesday at seven o'clock. Um, which is the live audience, so I'm really looking forward to that one. So if you're a prospective franchisee coming next Tuesday, make sure you tell your friends to watch. They'll see you there. You can ask your questions as well. Any questions we missed tonight by the other pages, I'll get to them and bank them up for next week as well. We've got Sharon Connell, who has sold 130 franchises in 18 months, which is, if you work it out statistically, it's just, it's just she is one she's one astounding lady. It's crazy. So Sharon will be on there next week. 
and uh, that will be quite um, a really good one, I reckon. We're going to have a live audience. Sharon will be on the couch of an hour of Q&A with Jim. Remember, guys, hashtag Jim's Logo Comp. Still going. End of June. If you want to have dinner with Jim, make sure you keep doing those entries. And there's 20 runner-up prizes as well. Um, and also, I just want to shout out that amari.org.au. Again, the Amari Community Development Organisation with Jim's handyman doing some... Um, they're doing over there, they're doing some work at the moment. So maybe look them up. I know they've got donations and all that sort of stuff. Mm. I remember it's Men's Health Week. So blokes out there watching, maybe get your, make sure you get to a doctor or anything else with your mental health. Just make sure you get checked out. I'm and sure if you, you see really, a lot of stuff. really want to have a great low stress lifetime and be really healthy, then buy a Jim's Mowing franchise. <laughs> <laughs> or any Jim's franchise for that matter. Not just Jim's Mowing, you can buy anyone for that matter and they'll all be good. So let's award these books now, guys. So what question or. I know it's a bit hard to maybe remember them, but what question or comment or something that you want to mark these down to give these books to? Is there anything here? Well, so I, I thought the one about the financial secrets of financial right, success so Nick, was a good one. So Nick, I'll we'll get one to you, Nick. So I'll DM you. So that was the best financial advice you can give. What about you, Lee? Was there anything in there? Uh, did somebody say, um, you know, like got to understand the business, otherwise you, you don't know what you're doing. No. Um, which one was... Which means he agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think where that one was. Um, I'll go back through and find that one. I'll give them a DM. So that was a comment there. So thank you for that one. I'll run through the comments and I'll give you a DM and I'll know who you are. And the one that I will give to... The one I like got a new answer out of, Jim. And that was the... What's the biggest job you've ever done garden-wise? I know, a very simple one. But I learned that as a new one. I've been here for nearly eight know. years now. And Lee didn't know either. So it's a cemetery. Mm. So he was doing the work of that cemetery... Guy, you know, one week job his gym was doing in a day. So I thought it was a cool one, Jaden. Actually, so. one thing can I say? Um, last time when I put by history up, um, a whole stack of people sort of wrote in wanting it. So yeah. I'll, another copy out tonight. Anybody, the best reason why you want to watch, read this book. Okay, so if you're in the gyms group one now and you want this for free, um, just give, just us, give us a reason in there now, and I'll make sure why, I get why you like to read it. Why you like to read biohistory. Best answer we get tonight, we'll, 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 I'll send you a copy and sign it for you. Exactly right. So sign a copy of that from you. It's very nice of him. So we've got three books going, plus another one of these. So make sure you leave in the comments why you want to do it. And if you head to biohistory.org, is it? Mm. .org, there's a nice infographic video in there which explains everything. There's also some cool YouTube videos about it as well. And obviously Jim's doing his clinic stuff as well with ISN and his research, so you can always look that up. But thanks for everyone for tuning in. We appreciate you... Uh, with joining us tonight, and we also, uh, also the interaction on the feed. Next Tuesday, 7 o'clock, we'll so it's then. a change of time. If you're in WA, Monday and Tuesday next week, then Jim, you're going to somehow do WA, then fly back to do the live show that Tuesday. Is that possible or not? I have to get back, won't I? You have to. I'm, I'm speaking at 9.20 in the morning. Yeah. What's, what's the, what's 7 the... o'clock we go live with Sharon. I'll just at least trade afterwards. Okay. Well, that's going to be a good one for Jim to I do. Better, I better check. Yeah, I'll check that. I'll, I'll yeah. check the times. If, if it's impossible, I might just have to tell you. I'll check the... If it's impossible, we'll do it on Wednesday again, but keep an eye on the social page. I'll definitely do a post letting you know the time, but there'll be a live audience next week. So if you're a prospective franchisee coming along, we look forward to seeing you there. But um, WA, guys, Jim will be there on the 17th and 18th, so make sure you head to the events page and just go and meet them. You don't have to email us an information night stuff. If you're a franchisee, franchise, or just get along on the 17th or on the 18th. More details on there. So thank you again, Lee, for your time tonight. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. And thanks, everyone, for watching. And we'll see you next week. And we look forward to, to having your company again. 
Thanks for listening to that episode of the Gym's Cast, and we hope you have enjoyed it. Now, if you have enjoyed it, make sure you leave us a review or a rating to wherever you get your podcast, if that's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, or anywhere else. Uh, you can also head over to gyms.net, and there's a whole bunch of content and information on the gym and all of our great services and where to listen to the podcast and our Facebook Live sessions and all that sort of stuff. And there's also a really great tab there called Ask Jim, where you can actually ask Jim a question. And we'll put that through to him on our weekly live show. And our podcast information will also be there. Uh, if you're not following Jim yet on socials, make sure you do. He's on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. So you can use at the Jim Penman. And uh, you'll find all his pages there. And make sure Jim's group as well uh, with our Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube channel as well, which has got some, a lot of great content, Facebook, web, and uh, Instagram. And that's at Jim's group official. And uh, make sure you keep an eye on our pages for offers, giveaways, a bunch of content which we release daily. And uh, we thank you for taking the time to listen to the show.